Hello, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. So I wanted to talk a little bit today about healing prayer, like physical healing. <laughs> Ooh, this is a big topic. So first of all, one of the things that I so appreciated from one of my teachers, um, Dr. Francis McNutt, who um, passed on a little while ago now. Beautiful, beautiful man. Oh, my goodness. Um, one of the things that he said, he was teaching about Jesus healing on the Sabbath day. You know, you have the man with the withered hand. You have the woman who has bent over for 18 years. And uh, so neither of these conditions were life-threatening, clearly. And uh, really, they could have come back a few hours later. <laughs> that would have been really more comfortable for everyone involved because... Um, I mean, it's like the woman has been bent over for 18 years. Like, what's another few hours? But the way Fran Dr. Francis talked about this, he was like, what Jesus was saying is, healing is so much a part of my character. It is not okay for this woman to remain bound by Satan for even another hour. Like, her healing needs to come now. And, you know, it's so beautiful because Jesus means God heals, God saves. And in the Hebrew mind, as I understand it, those would not be like two different functions. It's kind of like the same thing, maybe just expressed slightly differently. I don't really understand that. I'm just telling you what I've learned. Um, so Jesus heals this woman. I think there's five healings on the Sabbath day. And that's actually part of what had him killed was he was breaking the cultural norms. And in order to keep a community intact, you kind of need everybody to follow the rules because otherwise, you know, the slippery slope to complete chaos and anarchy, especially I think in a culture that was subjugated as the, the Jews were subjugated by the Romans. But in any case, what Jesus was proclaiming was healing is a part of my character which is amazing, right? And so I was listening to these CDs probably back in, oh, 2014 maybe. And uh, it was so exciting, you know, like, yes, let's pray for healing. And then um, one of my best friends um, had cancer, repeat of cancer. And uh, she really had a pretty precipitous decline and passed on into glory um, at the age of 56. And uh, I kind of shrugged mentally, like, huh, well, guess healing prayer doesn't work and then kind of moved around along with my life and didn't really think about it again um around the time that she passed I broke out in a rash that lasted for four and a half years and I tried everything to get rid of this and uh I finally went to a healing prayer conference and that's kind of a different story um but it really one of the things that they said at this conference that was so interesting to me is they said Everybody gets to pray or everybody gets to play. Like this is not restricted to just a few people. And in fact, if you have a child who is sick and you don't pray for them, you just give them whatever medicine or herbs or oils or homeopathy or whatever, and you don't pray, that's actually malpractice. Like as a believer, pray first and then do the other things because God can heal in any way. And, uh, so I really had not thought of that. Like, oh, I could just pray for my children to be healed. Okay. But like, I don't have to rely on that. Like, oh, if nobody gets healed, it's all my fault, right? Like, no, pray first and then go and give whatever remedy you want. I really liked that approach. I thought, boy, that makes a lot of sense. I also really appreciated the perspective on kind of 
how much is reasonable to expect? One of the things that I think it was John Wimber, they taught on John, or John Wimber founded Vineyard. And uh, one of the things that he said is if you weren't seeing, seeing healings, then go and pray for 200 people. And by the time you get to the 200th, you're going to start seeing stuff. And I thought, oh, I've maybe prayed for like four people in my life. And none of those appeared to do a whole lot. So I just have some some time to go. Okay. <laughs> it kind of shifts your perspective on even like, what are you supposed to be expecting for? And, uh, you know, then I, I also thought it was so beautiful um, at this conference. They, they said at one point something like, you know, if we had 400 people here for a healing conference, um, we would expect to see really dramatic breakthrough for maybe two or three of them. And then we would expect to see really dramatic inner healing, whether that be breaking off a spirit of death or just kind of comfort speak, speaking to their spirits for probably 80 or 90% of the people who come. Like we really expect most people to have an encounter with the love of Jesus that leaves them emotionally, spiritually, relationally transformed, even if their physical healing doesn't come while at the conference. So again, for me, that was just really a helpful basic perspective on what it was that I should even be expecting that people who are incredibly gifted as prayer ministers, as healers, that it's not like every person they touch is immediately healed. And I don't know why that is, but it was helpful just to gain some perspective on kind of quantity of healings that I could expect. And I also really love that one of the things that they say is something always happens when you pray. It might not be the exact outcome that you want, but something happens. And, uh, you know, for me, I felt like that is so good to know that something happens when you pray, even if it's not the desired outcome that you want, that there is actually reason to just keep praying. And so I wanted to just share a couple of things, a couple of stories from my own life in the last, let's say, two or three months. These would all have happened then in spring of 2021. Um, I went to that conference in June of 2019. And I wouldn't say that I've had a lot of people who have needed healing in the interim, so I'm not going to say I'm anywhere close to 200. I've maybe prayed for, let's say, 10 generously for physical healing. Um, and let's also acknowledge that just the willingness to pray for someone requires quite a bit of faith. And so I think it's also really important to say God honors the fact that you're willing to pray, even if you're not like, I am totally sure God is going to heal you. I don't, like, how are you sure of that? Like, uh, <laughs> let's actually just be sure that God is at work in the world. And let's be sure of his character, that he desires healing and saving. That's what we can be sure about, not any specific outcome. If we don't have to tie our reputation to an outcome, it makes things a lot easier and a lot less emotionally fraught. We just actually get to come with the love of Jesus. Okay, so here's a few things that I've seen. So my mentor, Bob Perry, uh, had really just like a painful stomach for a long time, for probably years. Um, not really an ulcer, but just kind of whatever, you know, kind of the burpy, rumbly yuckiness. And we prayed for that. I sent him the best remedies I could think of with the training I've had. Um, Things would help temporarily, and then it would return. And uh, But we kept praying. And then at some point, this is probably four years in for him, he went to a natural 
doctor, who he had been to before. I mean, this was not like his first trip. And she prescribed like very, very strong probiotics. And within a week or two, that pain started to subside. So was that a healing? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to take that as a healing. Absolutely. Thank you, Jesus. So I um, as I have the best job ever, you guys. Oh my goodness. I get to pray for businesses. Like that's my job. <laughs> it's amazing. Ooh, okay, so um, one of my clients flew me out to pray over their facilities and their farm. And uh, they invited the staff, the ranch hands and farm hands to come to a luncheon. And anybody who wanted prayer, um, they just asked me to pray for them. And, you know... The beautiful thing is it's not about me, right? It's about showing the love of Jesus and just being present. So there was a boy who had some unexplained illness where he basically had been born normally. And by the time he was maybe six, um, all of his muscle tone just kind of went to mush and he couldn't really walk or run. I mean, he, it was just this very odd, like unexplained neurological issue that left everyone kind of stumped. So, you know, for me, usually if there is something like that, one of the women at the Christian Healing Ministries Conference had said, oh, and anytime there's something undiagnosed or that the doctors can't figure it out, it's usually spiritual in its origin. And that was fine, but then, like, it still needs to be taken care of. So I prayed for that boy. Um, He had been probably dealing with that for, I don't know, a year, maybe two. Let's go with a year, though, to be conservative. And nothing really changed while I was there. That's fine. Um, one of the daughters of the ranch hand um, ended up in the hospital the day I arrived and was in the hospital the whole time I was there. She couldn't eat anything. And again, it's kind of one of those, like, that seems a little bit mysterious that it would happen right then, kind of an undiagnosed inability to eat. And it lasted for a week, maybe. And I left and then she came home. And so it's now a month or two later. And uh, the report is that the, the boy suddenly mysteriously began to walk and then to run in a way that he hadn't been able to. And the little girl has a perfectly restored appetite and is eating just fine. And uh, so (laughs) thanks be to God, right? (laughs) Thanks be to God. So that same trip, um, one of the the other people that is connected with that farm um, has um, an epileptic condition. And so we, of course, prayed for healing. Um, after I left, there was a, a family um, that went into fasting and prayer for that individual. And uh, the seizures got worse. But what was interesting is that what had been resistance to seeking further help then became kind of like, okay, we've actually tried now everything. We've tried the regular doctors. We've tried prayer. Like, let's just go to the Mayo Clinic if they'll accept us and see what's what. And so uh, they ended up actually getting into the Mayo Clinic, which is miraculous. I think they only take about 10% of the applicants. They managed to get all of their paperwork gathered together in two weeks because there was like a cancellation. So they got to go in really quickly, which was again, amazing. Uh, The Mayo Clinic had said it'll be three to five days. So, you know, just plan to be here for that long. And our prayer was that the the issue would be so clear that it would be the minimum, not the maximum. You know, it's awful if you bring your car to the mechanic and they're kind of like, oh yeah, I have no idea what this is. Too bad we couldn't reproduce it. And you're like, well, it actually does exist. I'm not making it up. Anyway, so 
beautiful thing is he got sent home in two days because they figured out the problem so quickly. And they figured out how to readjust his medical, like his um, doses of medicines, like just kind of did a complete revamp, taking into consideration certain factors that none of the previous doctors had even noticed, which in retrospect, you're like, how did you miss that? That seems so blatantly obvious. But in any case, they had missed it. And so now this individual is operating at 200%. And so is that a healing? (laughs) I'll take that as a healing. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we've been crying out for. And so even though I might wish that he was healed to full capacity without meds, (laughs) praise God that even with meds, he's now like as good as he's ever been. And so then we pray that the Lord will finish the healing, right? That as his brain has a chance to just rest and be at peace, with these meds that eventually he won't have to take them, that this won't be a lifelong thing, but that's fine. Like we have time. We can pray that. That's, that's actually okay. And then, you know, the other thing that the Mayo Clinic said was 1% of these seizures ends in death. And he's had about 40 of them in the course of his life. So the fact that he's still alive is pretty astonishing because he had a 1% chance every time of dying. (laughs) One in a hundred and he's had 40. And so, is God a healer? Yes. Does it always look the way we want? No. Like for my friend who died at 56, she was taken to glory. But you know, she's actually in glory. She is actually healed. And so, I guess my encouragement to you is that you get to play. You get to pray. You get to pray for healing. You get to exercise that call of Jesus on this earth. And it's not up to you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, that it's not up to us. We just get to be your hands and your feet on this earth. So I'm going to pray that for you, that you would be bold. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you have delivered unto us not only the ministry of reconciliation, that you have given us, that you told us to go out and heal the sick, raise the dead, heal the lepers. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you demonstrated how to do this, that we just get to come with your love. We carry your love into this world. So Lord, I'm asking that when somebody comes to us and says, oh, I just don't feel good, that we would remember, oh Lord, bless them and heal them before we say, go get a drink of water that might heal your headache. Lord, I'm asking that we would be continually giving you praise as the God who heals. Lord, I thank you that even when something major is going wrong in our body, that what's going right is far more because there's so many things in our body that have to work in order for us to even live. And so I thank you, Lord, for all the amazing systems that you have put into our bodies. And I ask, Lord, that you would bring them into full alignment. I ask, Lord God, that you would give us boldness to ask for healing. And I thank you, Jesus, that we actually, it's not up to us, but like those friends who brought the paralytic to you, Jesus, that we get to just be the friends who bring our sick ones to you and say, you heal. This is your nature. Have the same compassion on this one that you did on the people who are around you when you walked this earth. We cry out for that compassion of Jesus to be manifested in our lives and in the lives of those we love. We cry out for that, Lord. Please (laughs) demonstrate your character, your character of compassion and your power and your authority to heal in the name of Jesus. Amen.